Welcome to New York. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you brought by to you the Hockey, Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now here's now your host, host, Neil Villapiano! And what is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano. And we welcome you to another edition, a very exciting edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, your best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. And as always, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know, guys, that I greatly, greatly appreciate it here on YouTube as well as wherever you listen to podcasts, anywhere, wherever you're listening to this. You already know that I appreciate you very much. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms at the top right of your screen. Devil's State of Mind, both on Facebook and Instagram. And then, of course, over on Twitter, make sure to follow us at Devil State. And also, just want to give you some breaking NHL trade news. Unfortunately, it does not involve the New Jersey Devils. It involves the Vancouver Canucks, who are currently in the stages of acquiring uh, what appears to be Elias Lindholm. From the Calgary Flames for a package that includes Andre Kuzmenko. So that was something we'd heard the last, you know, couple of days that it looked like Vancouver was making more of an all-out push to get into the playoffs and make a run at it. And they've certainly done that. They acquired Nikita Zadorov earlier this year from Calgary. And now they take Lindholm as well. One of the top uh, centermen and forwards at the trade deadline uh, that a lot of people are at the trading board at all that uh, people are looking at. So there's some breaking news for you. And I'm really excited to bring on my special guest for today because he also is, just happens to be a Calgary Flames fan. So I'm sure we'll get his uh, breaking news, you know, live reaction to this deal. But this is somebody that had worked at uh, the Hockey Podcast. They were one of the co-hosts of the Quack Report, which covered the Anaheim Ducks. He is also a master jersey critique, also graphic designer. He's done a little bit for aesthetics as well. You guys know aesthetics really well. So it is with great pleasure that we welcome on my good buddy, Nate Thomas. Nate, welcome to the Devil's State of Mind podcast. Your first time in a while. This is not the first time you've been on the podcast, but nonetheless, how are you doing today, my friend? And what do you think of the Flames beginning, I guess you would say, kind of beginning their... Uh, their yard sale as they trade Lindholm to Vancouver. It's uh, yeah, I've been trying to follow as best as I can for sure with uh, with what's been going on. Um, Vancouver was definitely a surprise, but at the same time, it sounds like Vancouver isn't really too worried about interdivisional trades, which I know some people, including myself, usually are like, "Nope, don't do that." So it's like for right. so. For me personally, I was right away. I was like, "This better at least be a first round pick." Is the start kind of right. thing. Um, but I mean, you know, like Kuzmenko as well. And 
whatever whatever else we're gonna we're gonna see we'll have to see what the final thing is but um yeah it's it, it's definitely enough to go okay let, let's let's see how this goes let's see how this goes so. yeah for sure and uh i think it's kind of interesting how um we get like a breaking news trade right here, which I think is uh, which is nice. Honestly, I think it's nice that we got that. Unfortunately for us Devils fans, doesn't involve us. Maybe there'll be another trade down the road um, that will involve us. But Nate, it's really great to have you back on the Devil State of Mind podcast. You already know that uh, you're my go-to guy when it comes to revealing jerseys. If you go back to, I think it was the first edition of the Reverse Retro. You and I did an episode where we ranked all of the reverse retros from all of the teams and kind of put them on our, our own ranking, which we showed on social. But, uh, you know, today's going to be a little bit more simplified as we're going to mainly talk about the four stadium series jerseys. We talked about it in the last episode. If you haven't, go check that out. Episode 18 of season five. Highly recommend you go check it out. I gave my quick thoughts about the stadium series jerseys, but I want to get Nate's perspective. But before we get into that, I want to talk in general to you about the New Jersey Devils. And I wish that this picture that I'm showing uh, told more of the story as to how this season is going. Or I wish this was the truth about how the season has gone for the New Jersey Devils. And it, it just hasn't gone that way. As uh, Again, just to give you guys you know, just an idea of where the Devils are. Through 47 games, 24-20-3, and 51 points. Currently tied for fifth in the Metropolitan Division. Five points out of a top three spot in the Metropolitan Division and currently six points behind the second wildcard spot, which I believe is owned at the moment by the Detroit Red Wings. And even though they are several games in hand that the Devils have on several of these teams, uh, the time to get going is now. And they have 35 games remaining, but they certainly have a lot of issues, uh, one being injuries a uh, lack of consistent goaltending um, system, you know, with Lindy Ruff may just not be working as well. And of course, the situation going on with Michael McLeod and uh, Cal Foote with the Hockey Canada um, investigation. So this season has been quite the whirlwind for New Jersey up until this point. And Nate, I want to get your outsider's perspective of looking at the Devils as of right now and just your overall opinion of this team. Yeah, the the one thing I kind of want to just touch on quick is the goaltending. I'm glad you had brought that up because, you know, ever since, like, even honestly, since Martin Brodeur uh, moved on, um, it seems like New Jersey goaltending has been somewhat stable, right? There, there's always seemed to be at least like that guy that you're looking to right. going like, like, okay, like at least like 85, 90%, that's the guy, at least for now, kind of thing. Right. But it seems like this year, anytime I hear about the New Jersey Devils, it's talking about their goaltending and just what the hell is going on here, basically. Right. So, yeah. which brings me back to we're we're gonna really tie this all back a little bit. Sure. And I'm gonna ask you. So we're gonna we're gonna really tie it back to my days with the Quack Report. And there was a specific goaltender that has been tied with the New Jersey Devils for a couple of years now. Couple almost. years now, yeah. How would you feel about John Gibson as a New Jersey Devil? Well, first of all, it's 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 a great question because I've had people ask me left and right about you know what the Devils could potentially do in order to fix 
or improve, certainly improve, maybe not completely fix, but certainly improve the goaltending. Um, and I wrote an article for the hockey writers, which if you haven't go check it out, I would recommend you guys go check it out. I wrote about John Gibson a couple of weeks ago and saying that he comes with risk. I mean, any player that the devils acquire probably does come with some amount of risk, whether it's a lot or a little or, you know, minuscule, it doesn't matter. With John Gibson, he's such an interesting situation because he does have a pretty high cap hit for the next couple of years at just over $6 million. The Devils could probably afford that for the next couple of years if you look at their situation with their salary cap, but they certainly do want to have money to be able to go and add different pieces or even keep guys that they have like Dawson Mercer, potentially even Tyler Toffoli if they want to go down that route. Um, and also eventually, you know, paying other guys as well, like Simon Nemitz and Luke Hughes. Um, I know that's still another couple of years away, but you, but every GM's got to look several years ahead um, at times, especially if you're trying to build a consistent contender. I've often said that John Gibson definitely is the type of goaltender that either just needs to play on a better team and a better system in front of him to get back to the level that he was at a couple of years ago. Sorry, I'm just going to interject for a second here because having watched so many Anaheim Ducks games, uh, how about just playing behind a system? Let's (laughs) let's start there. Let's start there. (laughs) Well, I think with the Devils, it's hard to figure out what type of system they have with so many key guys out on the defensive front. You have Dougie Hamilton out, Jonas Siegenthaler is out, um, Brendan Smith is out now. I mean, three of their six original starters on defense are out and out to varying degrees. So it's kind of hard to want to look at the devil's defense right now and say, is it that much better than Anaheim? Do I think it's better? Probably. Do I think it's that much better? I'd be hard pressed to say, to say yes to that. I I don't think that it's that much better, but the devils do need an upgrade in some way. Now, if the devils want to find a quote unquote long-term solution, then going after somebody like John Gibson probably makes more sense. Now, they would have to ask for salary retention regardless. The Devils could afford his contract the rest of this year, but they have to think about it several years down the road as well. So I think that's kind of the thing. Is like, do you, Are you willing to give up high-quality assets um, to acquire him? And do you believe that he is more of that goaltender that just needs a better team in front of him to get to get going or is he also just on the downward spiral downward swing of his career it's it's kind of hard to figure that out when you look at John Gibson and i would say this the situation has to make sense and i think that John Gibson is not going to get moved by to anyone until the off season i think this is an off season move i think Anaheim doesn't want to feel rushed to do this unless some team comes out with an offer that they can't refuse mm-hmm. um but I think in the cert in a certain circumstance, I probably would welcome it. It would all just depend on the other factors that go along with it. So I would put it as um, I would be 50-50 on it at the moment. Okay, I'm gonna throw just one more hypothetical. <laughs> There's another name that's been floating around. Is, is that this is, Adam Henrique, isn't that it? That is familiar. Yes, yep. the New Jersey yep. Adam Henrique. What about a yep. package for the two of them for for a for a playoff push? See, this is the thing. I mean, again, I'm, I'm tooting my own horn here. I did write an article this week talking about why it made a lot of sense for the Devils to go and potentially acquire Adam Henry. Now, let me just be clear in saying this. The Devils don't necessarily need forward depth. They could certainly get some. It would be more of a luxury because a lot of their forward group is hurt 
or not going to be on this team moving forward. So they just have to get healthy and get some bodies back. Um, but if they do want to find a solid replacement for a Michael McLeod, Adam Henrique is not a bad guy to go after. The Devils have more than enough cap space with Dougie Hamilton going on LTIR to afford his contract. If you're just going after Adam Henrique, you don't have to do any salary retention. His contract runs up at the end of the year. You don't have to give up a ton. Unless there are other teams, like maybe the Rangers, who now might be looking more at Adam Henrique with Lindholm on his way now from uh, Calgary to Vancouver, that the, that other teams might be more willing to give up higher assets. The Ducks may be waiting around to see if somebody has the balls to give Anaheim a first-round pick for Adam Henrique, which I don't believe that he's worth a first-round pick. I think Adam Henrique would welcome a trade back to New Jersey. He has a 10-team no-trade clause. Who knows what teams are on that clause? I doubt the Devils are one of those teams. I don't know why he would put the Devils on there. I think it would be a nostalgic thing. I think he could help. He's been very solid on the face-off dot. He can create some offense um, while being on the penalty kill for sure. So I think in those regards, it would work out. Now, you mentioned a package of both of them. That's where things could get complicated. Because again, Salary retention is going to have to happen regardless. It's going to have to happen to some degree. Then you have to think about major assets because there are probably going to be some discussions about guys like Seamus Casey or Arseny Gritsiuk or, you know, different guys like that, that or Lenny Haminaho that I'm sure the Ducks would want to discuss with New Jersey about who would you be willing to give up? What do they value? And things like that. So in a package, Again, it would take some maneuvering to do. And you do have time right now if you're trying to work on a deal. But I just don't see a deal like that together working um, unless something crazy changes right now. Because I think, again, it, it revolves more around Gibson's contract and things like that than it is about Adam Henrique. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I would welcome an Adam Henrique trade back to New- if we're just trading for Adam Henrique right now as like a, a rental. Yeah. I would welcome a deal for him to come back to New Jersey. Okay, gotcha. Because I think he can help mm-hmm. on the bottom six. I think he can help. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, like my time uh, covering the Ducks there with uh, with the crack report kind of thing. The uh, it was really just that time before God, and this feels like forever now. Uh, before that time that he got uh, waived in twenty twenty one. If I'm remembering mm-hmm. that correctly. Um, but besides that, like he has always been a solid player that I don't think Carter and I ever had anything really like bad to say about, right? Or wasn't usually a guy that we were talking about on the show. It was like, like, what the hell is he doing out there? Kind of thing. Um, right. and like it was either just he was just doing his job or he was going out and being awesome, Adam Henrique, that we right. were absolutely loving. So for sure. And so I think. It's going to a lot. It's just going to be a lot of rumors, a lot of different rumors over the next couple of weeks. You know, the trades have already begun again. It feels like every trade now is involving Vancouver. It seems like no other team feels comfortable doing anything except the Canucks, um, which I give them credit for. They clearly know what they want and they've gone out and gotten it. So good for them. Um, But in terms of New Jersey, I think any significant deal. Or any trade in that matter, I don't think happens until after we get back from the All-Star break and the team gets a little bit healthier. That might mean Jack Hughes coming back into the lineup, maybe even Tomas Nosek coming back into the lineup, just getting closer to a full team. 
and trying to string together some wins. So we'll we'll see. But I think getting forward depth is about the third most important area that Tom Fitzgerald's worrying about with this team. Goaltending and defense are probably the way he he has to go. And and I just mentioned it today. Peter Ball, who currently now uh, just started writing for the Athletic in New York City, and one of the teams he's covering is the Devils. He put out an article with different guys that the Devils could potentially go after at the deadline. And he kind of ended it with, I think the Devils would be wise to do what he called a soft ad, meaning nothing crazy that's going to really screw up your future, giving up major assets, just guys that could come in to stabilize the team until it gets healthy and then go from there. And I think that's a good way to approach it if you're New Jersey at this point. So that's the way I would go about it. I think New Jersey then should maybe be talking with uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Brad Trill Living because, man, oh, man, was he good at that in Calgary. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but but at times to the dismay of Flames fans. <laughs> I, I don't know if Toronto is on the is thinking about selling anybody. Maybe maybe Ryan Reeves. Oh, no, no, no. Just, sorry, not not like not like a like a trade specifically. I just mean like just ask for his advice kind of thing. Just because, ask for his advice know, on how to know, get the bare flames, minimum. Flames ha- flames fans have great memories of the uh Richie for Richie trade. Ah yes. Yes, yes, yes. That was one of the all time most memorable meme trades you will ever see one, in, in one of the one of just one of the all time trades. For sure. For sure. So <laughs> I mean, really, you before, I'm still a little pissed about. I, I think you're a little bit. I think we should. I think we should have gotten Kyle on on this episode. <laughs> this, in another Flames perspective. Some, some, some therapy, you know. Some therapy. I think he would have been pissed. Um, you know, in this, uh, if 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 he found out in the middle, I I think we did like a live on Twitter right after um, Zadorov got traded, and he just went on a full fledged tirade for 30 minutes, and I just yeah. had to sit there and listen. It was. The best 30 minutes of the year so far for me. But before we get to the jerseys, Nate, I want to kind of wrap up the devil's talk in general and just ask you this. Where do you honestly, you look at the team right now, you look at the guys that are out and you look at the situation they're in right now and the schedule and all that stuff. Where do you honestly see this team finishing by the end of this regular season? You can be honest if you, you know, whatever way you want to go, you can be honest. Uh, it's definitely hard, especially like you said, with the injuries that they have on the back end. Mm-hmm. However, though, even with a couple of injuries that they have up front, those guys get healthy. You guys got firepower, right? And the Metropolitan Division is surprisingly not like, sorry, not competitive, but like, not, mid, not as competitive as it normally has been, I guess. You the can last call it years. mid. It's fine. Nate. I called it, I call it the mid, the metropolitan division because this year it's been a lot of mid. I feel like I can't really call anything mid when I'm a flames fan. So, that's um, fair. That's fair. but, but I think the advantage for the devils that they have is that the two teams that they are trying to fight for that third spot in the Metro right now in the Philadelphia Flyers, and the New York Islanders, fellow Stadium Series team, uh, are, both, them, sure. are, are, are both really hurting as well. Uh, the Flyers are currently 5-5 five and five in their last 10 on a five-game losing streak, yeah. um, kind of coming back down to earth a, a little bit. Um, and the Islanders are 2-6-2 two, and two in their last 10. Uh, just really falling from grace from the last couple of years. And I mean, why we have uh, Patrick Waugh now behind the bench uh, in New York there. So I think it's, it's, it's more with the teams around them 
uh, kind of starting to falter off a little bit. And if New Jersey can get healthy, I think they got a decent chance still. And man, I'm going to really sound, I'm, I'm really going to sound like Murray Edwards, the owner of the flames here. You make the playoffs, anything can happen. And I agree with that. No, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, Nate. I think that the devil's focus at this point is to just get into the playoffs. However, by any means necessary, because I think missing the playoffs would be a step back, even with all of the adversity and things that have been out of the devil's control. The reality is, is that there's things that the devils could have done in the off season that could have made the situation better, like going after a goaltender. Should they have made more of a push to get Connor Hellebuck when he was available? Maybe they did. Maybe they gave as big of a push as they could and Winnipeg really didn't want to get rid of Hellebuck. Maybe that was all smoke. Could they have made a John Gibson deal in the off season? For sure they could have, or Markstrom or any, but they, they chose to go what with what they had last year, and it just is not working right now, and um, or is not working enough, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and so it'll be interesting, but I think if the Devils can get into the playoffs and if they're fairly healthy, I think they're a team that could once again really surprise people and really be an under-the-radar type of team. Um, and I think just getting into the playoffs is a win for how this season has gone. I think a lot of us will look at this year as a, as a successful season if we just get in the playoffs, despite all of this. And I think that, you know, the window is just opening for New Jersey. They have to go through this adversity to eventually become, you know, cup champions. And I think it's going to be, I think overall it's good for this team. So I think that's kind of the way we have to look at it. And as always, guys, let us know what you think in the comment section down below here on YouTube as well. You know, your thoughts on anything Nate or I have brought up and what your overall thoughts and what is the vibe around uh, New Jersey. Right now, it's a little up and down. So, you know, and hopefully with this break, uh, Devils don't play again until next Tuesday. Um, you know, they can be back, rest, uh, refreshed, and ready to go um, for these uh, this playoff stretch. So, now it is the moment you've all been waiting for and the big reason, other than I, I just wanted to hang out with Nate for a while, uh, that he is on this podcast episode is, of course, his specialty, and that is critiquing jerseys. And we, of course, are going to go through all four of the Stadium Series jerseys and uh, get his opinion. But really quickly, Nate, just give us a quick thing. We know that the San Jose Sharks just put out their new stealth jersey this past week. I got to be honest with you, they constantly are absolutely killing it with their jerseys and this one, even with their new logo, I think looks pretty good. Yeah, I know when uh, Chris from Aesthetics had put out that tweet that, uh, like, of like the, hey, what if I told you that the Sharks jersey has like 32 stripes on one sleeve kind of thing? I was like, holy crap. Okay, the Rangers really put out a jersey and the Sharks said, hold my beer. Um, right. But, uh, um, no, the, the way that it turned out, though, it's, yeah, they especially those black jerseys, like throughout their history, they have nailed those. I think like, there's not really one that's been like a, like kind of a meh Jersey. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it looks fantastic. The, uh, the shark fin on the front. Um, that's definitely one of those like shoulder patch logos that should so be easy. on the front of a Jersey oh, yeah. uh, in, in some form kind of thing. And uh, yeah, just to, to see, honestly, even to see like black helmet gloves and pants, uh, for the sharks again, like not that I don't like the full teal look, um, mm -hmm. but like it's just kind of it, it, it's a little bit nostalgic for me, I guess, in a way. Um, but uh, 
yeah, no, I, I, I think it looks fantastic. And, um, the kind of, uh, I, I forget what the term is called of like how those stripes are, uh, divided kind of going down the sleeve. You know what they call them. Um, th- like there is a term for it. I can't remember it. Yeah. Offhand. Um, but it also doesn't like, it, it's a nice up close thing, but looking at it kind of from a distance, it just, it kind of just blends in very nicely and doesn't, yeah. uh, it, it's not like like stand out from a distance gimmicky kind no. of thing. If that makes sense, right? So yeah, no, I get it. And I think for me personally, I'm gonna give this. I want to give it a ten out of ten, but just because I want to be, I want to sound like I know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten because I don't know. Maybe I just I, I want to see a little bit more, a little bit more teal in this. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just overthinking it but i think overall i think it's a great great jersey i mean what type of ranking would you give this one nate i would give it i'll give it a 9.5 out of 10 purely because i'm a little bit of a traditional like i like just a traditional classic look kind of jerseys that's not to say that i don't like things like the stadium series jerseys uh or that it's like uh washington was last year i think with the with the massive right uh, like the the weagle I guess right? like that, yeah. like that one. Actually, I really enjoy kind of thing. That was so, cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm totally down to try something new and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, at the same time, though, like looking at this jersey, I'm like, if you didn't have uh, like those stripes kind of going down the sleeves or whatnot, like just the simple, clean cut uh, mm-hmm. black version of kind of what they're doing now, which is kind of based off of their originals as well, um, that would have sealed the deal for me. It's fair enough. So, I mean, yeah, it's great Jersey. Um, I love how the sharks, I feel like they definitely knew that, uh, that the stadium series jerseys were coming out and they were like, well, let's, let, let, let's just try to, you know, throw in our own little Jersey just to kind of spoil the fun for everyone else. But I mean, yeah, they're great. The sharks have always done a really great job in terms of their color scheme and just having really, really cool jerseys. So Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's what we think about the sharks. So now, now it is time. And I think. Oh, sorry. I think they're. I think they're wearing them. It's like eleven straight home games. Kind of. They thing. are. Like, well, like how long is left in the season? They so. they have to they have to do something to get people to come watch their games right now. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's fine. And they they actually won last night. Uh, former Devil Mackenzie Blackwood with the two nothing shutout over the Seattle Kraken for like what I think is only like their 11th win of the year. I, I have lost yeah, track of how many like games yeah. they've won. So, but now it is time to talk about the stadium series jerseys. And of course we are going to start with the one that we all love. And that is the New Jersey devils going with a mostly red and black Jersey, a massive NJ on the front, massive numbers, uh, and letters on the side and on the back. Uh, I've also been told that I believe they're going with a red chrome helmet. Might be black. Not sure yet. I think it's black with a red Devils logo. So kind of the opposite of what we're seeing. So it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like, what the full uniform looks like when it's on the ice. But Nate, I don't know if you're, are you interested in hearing the description of what this jersey is supposed to be, because I, I have it here from NHL.com. Give it to me. Give it to me. So it says, and it's a very short, brief thing. It says, New Jersey, which has played in one previous outdoor game, the 2014 Stadium Series at Yankee Stadium, which, by the way, they were the only team that did not use a uh, unique brand new jersey. They used their red, green, and white from when they originally came to New Jersey. 
and it made sense. I think it worked out for them in that time. And because um, Lou Lamorello doesn't like fun, which we'll get back to strongly. Lou does not like fun, and I and yeah, this episode will certainly expose that. Uh, we'll wear a uh, dark red sweater, so it's dark red, so it's even darker than the red that you know Nate's wearing or that I'm wearing right now, uh, with black stripes. And the most unique thing that has been a topic of controversy with some people is an uncircled black devil's logo. The first time that we've ever seen a devil's jersey that did not have the circle around the NJ. This NJ has been used a ton on their Twitter uh, hashtag and also on different merchandise throughout their store. This is something that a lot of devil's fans have talked about and said that they wanted to see what it would look like on a jersey. And now we get to see it. So, Nate, the floor is yours, my friend. I, I, I've, I've said what I think of this on a previous episode, but I want to hear your thoughts. I really like this jersey, honestly. I think it's a lot of what just fans of jerseys, not even just Devils fans, uh, have been kind of just, yeah, like you said, like wanting to see uh, outside of just a outside of a concept kind of thing. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've done my own versions. Uh, I had one similar to this. That was just the inverse though. It was before the, before the Jersey Jersey came out and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But it was like a, uh, like black, yeah, just basically a, a flip kind of thing with this style of logo. The logo for me is fantastic. Honestly, if they were to, honestly, this Jersey, if they were to go forward with this in the future, I'd be okay with it personally. I know I'm not a Devils fan, so Devils fans may hate that. Um, I mean, I personally, uh, I don't think I would go for it full time either, because yeah. um, I'm a traditionalist. I will at some point miss the NJ with with the circle, um, yeah. but to keep this as an alternate moving forward, I think would be a really good idea. Yeah, I think I think for an alternate though, like I don't know, it's and this is me being really, really picky, I guess. I'm not a huge fan when teams have alternate jerseys that are the same color as their home jerseys anyway. Mm. It's like, okay, you have an opportunity to try something fun here. Use that secondary color as a primary. Like, unless it's something like some gross color, I guess, right? Or something yeah. just that really doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess, I, I don't know if we've actually really talked about the jersey jerseys a whole lot. What are your thoughts on them? So I actually have one. Of, what, what were your initial thoughts? I guess. Sorry. So my initial thoughts, as I've told people, is that I wasn't a fan of it. I was very much like, "This is not that good. It looks very cheap and all that stuff." But once I started seeing it on the ice, like in person, because even on TV sometimes it's like hard to figure it out. And then once I started seeing other people wearing it and looking more closely at the details, I said, "You know what?" This is pretty cool, actually. And so I ended up getting one eventually uh, for my birthday. And I got one uh, of Nico Heischer for my birthday. And I've worn that numerous times. And now it's one of my favorite uh, jerseys. And I would, you know, I'm happy that they've kept it around. And I'm happy that it grew on me. And I think for a lot of people, I will say the same thing here with this stadium series. I think for some, it's going to take some time to get used to, but I think once you see people wearing them and seeing it on the ice and things like that, I think it's going to grow on more people. So that's the way I would look at it. Yeah. I think my big thing with this Jersey, and I mean, we'll have to see how it looks on TV. I do, especially with the description that you said that it sounds like it's a darker red than what they normally have. I'm just a little worried with how those 
how the numbers are going to show on the jersey because you take a look at the flip side of the darker red but on black with uh the carolina hurricanes last season for the right. series that was a bitch to read right <laughs> so like so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this works um so i'm gonna i'm gonna hold judgment on that part until we actually see it or even honestly just like a retail photo yeah, really, all we have is like a photo like this or the photos that uh, Adidas put out, right? Kind of thing. Um, and with those having filters on them too, like you just you can't quite tell yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm gonna hold my judgment on that for the rest of the jersey, though. I really like it. Um, I kind of like that it is just like it's it's a couple tweaks, uh, but still something fresh from what they're currently wearing. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I. I, I think just again, I'll have to see how it looks on TV, <laughs> but I think it's just the white outline, maybe like just a white outline on the numbers. And honestly, actually, if you were to use it as a, as an alternate on the numbers and on the logo and Ooh. you got me sold. Fair enough. So with all of that in mind, what, as, um, as a status, as a stadium series Jersey though, I absolutely love this. So, All right. Like, so, like for, for, for me, you do have to kind of separate it between like Jersey as a whole and for the kind of event that it's for. As a stadium right. series Jersey, this is fantastic. And really, it's just, okay, how is that going to show from a distance or on TV? Um, just and yeah, so. Fair enough. So with all of that in mind, on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being, you know, perfect, what would you give uh, the grade for the Devil Stadium Series Jersey? I'm going to give an eight just for now. Same thing until I see them on TV, just to see how they look there. So, Fair enough. But, but, think, from, but from the photos that I've seen so far, I, yeah. I quite enjoy it. And I will just mention to Devils fans, and this is also for fans of all the teams that are involved. Uh, the NHL said that they will not be selling these jerseys until February 5th, which is really bad timing considering the Hockey Canada uh, situation, um, really bad timing. Um, but I believe black and red members get first access. And then I think on the sixth or the seventh, uh, they will then be allowed to be bought. Um, or there'll be like whatever's left, I guess will be available to the public. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes in terms of that. It's also going to be available at the NHL shop in New York city on Manhattan West. And it'll also be on NHL Shop. But I would encourage you to not buy it online only because what I've been told is that it's gonna you're not gonna get your jersey until well after the stadium series. So if you're trying to get it before the game and for the game, get it in person. That's your best bet moving forward. I don't know why the NHL did this or why it took so damn long, but this is the situation that we're in. But uh, Nate's we, big, we know the NHL great. Uh, they're, they're well known for making fantastic choices just all around, right? Just <laughs> a plus chef's kiss choices for sure. So, so we got the devils out of the way. I was debating whether I wanted to do them last or first, but I'm going to do it in the order of the games that are being played. So the devils against the flyers, uh, in the first game, February 17th, I will be in attendance of course. And, nice. uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. That, yeah. I'm either going to be in the stands or in the press box. So stay tuned for that. We'll see what happens. But I'll be there either way. So I'm not worried. But now let's go over to what I think 
is the definition of a special event jersey, but done very simply and not crazy. And that is the Philadelphia Flyers. Honestly and truly, it doesn't look that much different than what they have already, just in general, in terms of their jerseys. But I do, if this is the helmet they're rocking with, I love how simple it is. It's a black helmet with the with the white um, you know, number and look, the Flyers have been in a lot of outdoor games, so it's it's probably harder for them to figure out certain designs that'll work. But I think overall, with their colors, I think it comes out pretty well, honestly. Yeah, and I think on the on the other side of the logo, will, or the other side of the helmet, sorry, will be the the Flyers logo. Um, is uh, I, th- I think what I've heard. Um, but the the jerseys themselves, like I looked at this and I went, yeah. That, like that's definitely a stadium series jersey, especially for right. flyers, right? Um, who haven't really changed up their look a whole heck of a lot. Like they do little tweaks here and there. Uh, you went from, um, you know, like the one jersey into more like the Lindros era, yeah. And then we'll just call it whatever the hell the early Reebok days were. Um, <laughs> with we got to have piping here, here, here and there kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, did Mario design all these jerseys? Um, but, and so, and so then we went back to the originals with Philly and then kind of an amalgamation of the original and the Lindros era, which yeah. those still look really good to me in my opinion. Um, and uh, actually I got a, uh, which there we go. Got a Flyers Jersey. I got that for Christmas actually from, uh, my, from my fiance's mom. So thank you very much. Um, <laughs> But yeah, she's so, a keeper. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but uh, these jerseys, like I looked at it, and I'm, yeah, same thing. Like I'm like, okay, stadium series, but simple, and I simple, and I, and I really like it. However, I don't know if you have the photo up. What really turned me on to them actually was the back of them. Uh, I can. I'll find a picture of it okay. um, as you're um, talking. Yeah. So, because uh, Philly, especially you know, since they brought in those uh, those original jerseys. Um, They've oh, really they, they've employed the uh, the different colored name bar, which I I really enjoy. And for this jersey, they incorporated the name bar into the rest of the jersey. That actually uh, like, does look like really good, back. and it looks fantastic in my opinion. They went with the white though on the letters. I I I don't know why that. Maybe I just want everything to be like in a certain flow. Yeah, I mean, maybe orange would look weird on the back. I think it would just be it would it would be that same issue that we were kind of talking about with New Jersey's, uh, which is it just would be hard to read. I think just hard to read. Yeah, and I mean, look, yeah. white on this type of jersey is going to stand out for yeah. sure. So I think that that's, I think that's good, honestly. And again, we talked about it. It's simple, but it works. And I think that's yeah. really the big thing here with Philadelphia. Yeah, and I think honestly, I think just for my own curiosity, I kind of want to would. I kind of want to see what this would be with an orange base, like just swapping the the orange and the white around for like home version kind of thing. I'm, 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 there's like, there's a small part of me that looks at this Jersey and I go, did the flyers maybe just jump the gun just a little too soon on, on new jerseys for the team? I think, I think for, for them with, with this is that they are the road team. So they had to do some form of white, um, yeah. but this is certainly something that they can look at moving forward and say to themselves, okay, maybe we can work around with this. You know, people are going to change jerseys. I always say it, look at soccer. They change jerseys every year. Um, It's not, it's not out of the norm to do it. Um, But I think overall, I would personally give this about 
about a nine out of 10, honestly, because it's, it's very simple. It's easy to read and you know, white, orange, and black looks pretty good. Yeah. This one, uh, I'm giving, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to give it at a 10, a 10 out of 10. And that's oh. from somebody who's, who's normally going like, I, I like the colored jerseys over the white ones, mm-hmm. uh, just for aesthetic purposes, right? Like take a look at all the ones behind me. Oops. Uh, they're, right. they're all the colored ones kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, man, it's just, it's a clean look that still fits in that stadium series idea. And especially when you look at, um, which this is something that I really loved when, uh, with Adidas taking uh, like the jerseys when they did and stuff like that mm-hmm. is like adding those fun little details in the crests um, and just like looking up close to the flyers crest. There's just, just nice little details in there that like, like nothing sure. too brash or that, but just those little extras for the people like me who just want it, want to see these things up close. So there you have it. So, so Nate, I'm sure for devil's fans, not something that they wanted to hear, but Nate's, you know, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be unbiased. He's going 10 out of 10. For the Philadelphia Flyers. So those are the jerseys for the first game of the stadium series. And so now we'll go head over to the other game the following day, February 18th. A 2 p.m. start, I believe, is the start for that one. So for all of you lucky Rangers and Islander fans, you get to only you get to be there during the day in terms of and not be at night, you know, you lucky so and so. But we'll go and instead of going with home and then road, we're gonna flip it. Because uh-huh. We have to talk about the Islanders last. I, I just, I feel like we got to save, the expression is you got to save the best for last. In this situation, I think it's fair to say we're saving the worst for last. But this is number two for me, personally. And that is the New York Rangers with a white jersey, with an NYR going down the middle of it, across the middle. Like you see, you know, they, they're constantly doing this cross the middle look. You know, you see it with, you know, their road and home uniforms. And then you got a blue, red, and then blue pattern on the on the arms with the red, um, you know, number and then a blue, um, you know, outer, you know, oh, what's the word? I'm, I'm, getting, I'm conf- getting confused here. The white outing or not? That's not the word. Uh, like out, outline? Outline, thank you. I had the word somewhere in my head. Outline. Um, I got to be honest, Nate, as much as I'm a Devils fan, but damn, this is a really good jersey, honestly. I really like it a lot. I really like so much about it. This is a jersey that epitomizes the stadium series, in my opinion, which is oversized. Mm. Oversized striping, oversized lettering and numbering, oversized well, I guess crest lettering yep. in, in this case, again, um, like th- this Jersey is their away Jersey blown up. Right. And just thinking about that idea, it's not something that you would think would work. However, looking at it, I'm like, huh. I surprisingly really like this. Actually, it yeah. works. It works really well. So both like just again, like as a jersey, and I think it's gonna look great on the ice from a distance. So yeah, it's gonna be cool. And it's like even as a devil's fan, it's tempting to get one. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like it looks sick. Just it for the really, collect just for the collecting. Just sake. for it's, the collection, I, right? Like I, no one has to know. I have one Oilers jersey in my collection, and it's fair for enough. collection purposes. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it looks it like I don't really have a complaint, except I do have one complaint. 
And I'm going to try to bring a picture of it up so that people can see it. And it's on the back. They don't, they have just one color and it's just going to be blue. The, the letters are written in blue, just blue. Okay. I would have liked them to keep it consistent and go with a red or a blue main color and then a red or blue outline. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like on, like on the, on the name. Correct. So yeah. let me, again, I'll, I'll bring it up and uh, hopefully that you guys can, uh, you guys can see what I'm talking about. Again, it's been tough guys to find images that are not just from like Adidas or the NHL. So I, you know, it's, it's been kind of a pain in the rear end uh, to bring you guys like significant images. Oh, here we go. We got one here. So this is what I'm talking about. Um, if you guys can see it. So on the back, it's a, bl it's just blue. It's just the blue writing. So again, maybe they're doing it to make it, sh make sure that it sticks out, it stands out. But I, but I, I think personally, I would have liked to them to keep it consistent, like you see everywhere else with the with the numbers. Yeah, the the lettering is the one area that I've found that like like especially like early on in me like learning design and that kind of thing was like, oh, okay, it's got to be the same and whatnot. The lettering, though, is the one time where I think you can simplify it and it works for the better. Um, I feel like the the blue background, I guess, to the red, uh, like in the 10, like for Panarin's jersey there, like that works. But I think and like I think it could still work if you made it smaller. However, though, if uh, if the writing was to be in blue with kind of like a more of a red outline, it gets a little fuzzy sometimes um mm -hmm. and almost creates like an unintentional like think of like the old school 3d glasses of the red and blue mm -hmm. um and it, it kind of unintentionally creates that type of effect and not in a good way um right. so this is the one case where uh like even like outside of the stadium series jersey like i th personally i think that that was the correct call yeah and so i think overall i'm giving this like a nine point I'm going to say 9.9 .9 out of 10 only because of the, my one little issue with it, I guess is the way I would, it's the way I would look at it. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with a 9.5 personally, um, only because there's just the one curious, like just the little part of me that would be curious of what the front would look like if it was just NY, not Ooh. having the R on it. I'm wondering if it, if it they go with the hashtags. I feel like that's what I'm seeing right now. Like you know how like with the hashtags on Twitter, and then you got like the logo next to it. Yeah. Like think about the Rangers logo. I mean hashtag is hashtag NYR. Yeah. The Devils the Devils one they use the logo from the hashtag mm -hmm. on theirs. The Flyers basically are just using their own logo, which is fine. Yep. And then we'll we'll talk about the Islanders in a second. <laughs> Um, unless you're, unless you're ready to move on to whatever catastrophe we're about to look we at. We can. Yeah, we can. All right. So yeah, we definitely saved the worst for last because, oh my, this is, uh, you ever heard that, you ever heard that thing where like people say like, well, that was certainly thus and so, um, this is certainly a Jersey. Um, no question as, uh, you can all, uh, lovely see, um, yeah. This is some bullshit. If I'm at, if I'm being honest, <laughs> like I, they could have tried harder. This doesn't feel like they tried. Um, 
honestly, maybe I'm being too harsh. I don't think Islander fans have been very kind about it. Um, understandably so. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is garbage. So I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> this is a jersey that. Okay, you know the meme of the horse drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So like it has like the first part that's like really, really good. And the second part is kind of like just as it's getting done. And then the third part looks like it was drawn by like a kindergarten kid. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's kind of what this jersey feels like, where the base of it I really enjoy, but then it just suddenly fell off. Like they ran out of time or something like that. Like it's the yeah, that that means this, this is the meme that we're all this is the meme that Nate was referring to. This so is like, like the the like the it's base not. of it, the striping, especially the fact that it goes all the way around the torso. Um, yeah, it, that's it is, it is something that I it I really enjoy, honestly. Really? It, yeah, personally. However, though, it's where mm. we bring in the numbering and the lettering. Again, we don't have a uh, a, a crest on this jersey, technically, um, or what no. I guess you would consider a crest. Uh, that I, I I feel like it was. I I I know Lou Lamorella doesn't have. Nate, like, Nate is struggling oh, to find the words. <laughs> I I know Lou Lamorello isn't like you know the He's last call or everything like on everything Islanders kind of thing. Um, but I mean, you just take a look back at the teams that he's been a part of, right? Like you were talking about the the New Jersey Devils and their first stadium series, right? Lamorello was like, no, we're not doing any of that futuristic crap and you know what i will say at least he saved the devils from like the chrome uh like the chrome logo kind of thing yeah going on with that first uh stadium series set. oh yeah but uh i feel like uh like the designers at adidas were like okay like what if we did uh just like a pure orange and uh orange and navy, navy. Uh, version of the crest no i don't really no i i don't i don't think so i don't think so Okay, well, fans have been dying for the Fisherman. No, and, and not like the modified version of the for the reverse retro that you did. No, we're no, we're not doing the Fisherman. We're not doing the Fisherman. Okay, well, what about the NY from your alternate jersey? Nope, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that either. Actually, okay, you know what? Fair point on that one, Lou. You know, you have the the Rangers doing NYR kind of thing, so we we can maybe keep that separate. Um, okay, Lou, we we ran out of ideas. What about just Islanders? Okay, well, we can't fit that onto a jersey and have it be big enough for the stadium series. So what about the nickname, just Isles? All right, good enough for me. <laughs> I know Lou Averill doesn't sound like that. Just for some reason, that's the way I took it. But <laughs> it just like it just feels a little lifeless. And this is a jersey I think that needs... This is a jersey I think that needed some white in it. Is that it? I think so. Here, can really? I? Uh, I think it, it just needs a whole new rebrand. If I'm being honest, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I would, I, get I, would it. I would like a, a a legitimate logo on it. This with the fisherman, I think, would have mm -hmm. been really good. I think it could have been really good. The fisherman on this design, on this design, I think it could have worked with like with like some white added for like the numbers as well. I'm sure Islander fans wish that they were having chrome jerseys this time. <laughs> the way they're looking at this. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, um, look, I'm not trying to, like, Islander fans are not going to come on here and criticize this because they all hate it. Yeah. I don't know a single <laughs> Islander fan that says, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> not a one. Yeah. 
I hope they wear these after the stadium series. Man, my, my favorite thing with the first round of the reverse, of the reverse retro jerseys where fans were screaming for the fishermen was that they put out just basically a Navy version of their current jerseys. Again, and then, like, day, and, and then a day later put out uh, like hats and backpacks with the fishermen logo on it. And it's like, okay, you're just giving us blue balls here now. Like, right. come on. <laughs> and that's, and the Islanders don't like to have fun. I mean, their fans do, but the organization doesn't seem like they want to have fun. Um, yeah, there is a part of me. Again, I know I'm I'm putting so much this on Lula Morello, but I mean, there, there, there is track record, to say the least. But I For think sure. I think once Lula Morello maybe isn't around there, we'll get Patrick Waugh back in a beard, everybody back in a beard, actually. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not biased on beards or anything like that. Um, but uh, we'll get some fun again, maybe in the look of the New York Islanders. Um, is, am I able to share, actually? On this? Uh, I don't know if you can, but you can certainly ask me to share something um, for sure. Oh, I might be able to, actually. Uh, so, no, you that's can. Okay, let, me, let me let me see if I can. It looks like I can share a screen. Let me see if I can share just share a screen. So let me too. Again, again, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to let us know your thoughts, you, you certainly can. Um, they are thoughts, no question. <laughs> um, this is definitely a jersey. I'm not going to tell you if it's good or bad. It's just a jersey. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with their helmet. I'm scared it's going to be orange and I'm going to really hate this whole uniform combo. Um, I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared to find out. We're only 18 days away from this thing being on the ice. So I, I don't, my hopes are not high. Um, yeah. And um, again, why didn't they do Devils Rangers? No disrespect to the Flyers or Islanders, but like this was not the year to be doing this. Yeah. Um, it looked like to me that they tried for everyone else but the Islanders only because Lou didn't want to try. Yeah. <laughs> that's my whole opinion of the whole thing. So, I mean, that's just what it is. Did, did you, were you able to share or not really? Um, no, it's saying browser can access the screen. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to send them to you quick because yeah, you can send it over, to my lunch, over my lunch break, as I was talking to you, uh, I did just a really, really quick edit. Um, just and see, again, to, just to kind of show kind of what I'm meaning for sure. Um, and you can, and you guys can follow, you guys can see it here on the screen, but you can follow uh, Nate Thomas over on Twitter. He does post a lot of his designs over there. So you guys could check it out. I think he also has like a portfolio or a website that you could all check out some of his designs as well. Um, would highly recommend it if you have the time. I'm assuming you're sending this to me on Twitter, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, right? Okay. So let me just. Yeah. Let me just bring up the devil's state of mind Twitter, or at least one of the Twitters that I have. I won't tell you how many I have. Okay. So we have, oh, interesting. Okay. Interest, interesting. There you go. Like just okay. that already, in my yeah. opinion, improves it a little bit. So here is what Nate sent me, or at least one of the two. Uh, this one with a white uh, outline with, I think, a blue. Is that yeah. a blue outline? A navy uh, outline? It does make it look a little better. I'm not going to lie. I it think just, it does look it, a little bit better. It just helps with the contrast a little bit because this is another jersey that I'm kind of worried about how it's going to look from a distance and on TV and how yeah. much it's really going to show. Especially the the name on it is orange on the blue. Yeah. 
So I'm I'm just I'm just a little worried about how that's gonna look. So well, as they always say, only time will tell um, with all of these. But again, guys, let us know your thoughts on all of them and what ranking you want to put them in. And, and before we end this uh, great episode uh, with Nate, we got to do our rankings. We got to do uh, from we'll go from four to one. I think that's okay. that's how we're going to go for it. So I think what we'll do is we'll both put our four and then our three and then our two and then our one. So we'll, we'll just do it together. So at number four for me, I have the Islanders. And it's just we just went through why. Yeah. Yeah, I have the Islanders as well. Uh, I didn't give my – I guess I add a 10 for it as well. I'm going to go for a six. Oh, like right. I, like, I, 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 like I the give striking. it a zero. It's got the base <laughs> – no, I give it a zero. It sucks. <laughs> it's got the base. It just feels like they ran out of time on this jersey in particular. Ran out of time. They've had something. months to figure this out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I think Lou just didn't give them a lot of feedback. I think your description of the behind the scenes, I think, was valid. <laughs> so that's what I'm going for. So we both have the Islanders at four. At three... And this is not because I think they're bad or anything. It's just that I have different feelings about them. I'm going to put the Flyers at three. I still, I, like I said, it's simple. I think it's very good, but it's not like one of my favorites. But I'm going to put them at three. Mm-hmm. I guess if we're, if we're going off of my off of my ratings, New Jersey would be three. However, that could definitely skyrocket if it like if if we see other photos that it just looks brighter i guess right. um yeah then honestly it would probably skyrocket to number one for me fair enough okay so at number two for me i gotta put the new york rangers i think it's a tremendous one it's really it really comes out super well so i'm gonna put them at number two i'm also gonna put them at number two and change my 9.5 just to a nine um right. it's it's still a fantastic jersey like i said there's just that that curiosity in me and again that might be a simple photoshop just for me to try it out kind of thing but i do kind of want to just just the ny and see how it looks can't hurt to look and just see what happens so yeah you guys already know where i'm going with this my number one biased or not whatever you want to call me it's got to be the devils it came out pretty much the way i was hoping and i'm really excited to see them in person and get a chance to get one of them myself because I think it looks really, really cool. So I have the Devils at number one. And I got the Flyers, just kind of that traditional feel, but still a little futuristic, right? Like it's it, it's the perfect Flyers jersey of hey, let's take let's take history and blend it with something that's current, I guess. Um and uh yeah it, like it's it's a design that could easily be worn i think like as an away jersey but still i think stands out uh with um the like the amount of uh outdoor games that the flyers have been a part of i think it still sure. stands out as just something a little bit more a little bit more unique compared to what they have done in the past so so there you have it guys so again let us know what your rankings are what do you think of all the jerseys and everything else that we covered in this one but Nate, man, it was an absolute pleasure to, to have you back on the podcast for an episode. This was a lot of fun to talk to you, man. Uh, we miss you over over here at THPN, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see you down the road. But before we let you go, I do this 
with all of my guests, I like to roll out the red carpet and let the uh, kind listeners and viewers, uh, you know, you tell them where they can check you out and everything you got going on. So the floor is yours, my friend. All right. How, how about this? I, uh, I can tell you where to find me. And then I'm going to, if, if you're interested quick, I'm going to give you a quick ADHD trip for a second. <laughs> okay. So, so everybody can find me on, uh, on, on Twitter is where I'm most active, uh, at Tate Thomas, T A T E N H O M A S. It's just Nate Thomas swip swap the N in the T of first and last name. Easy enough. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, uh, I, I think I actually have to update the the website on my Twitter account to have my uh, my, my more current profiles of, Fair uh, or a portfolio of, of of different works and that sort of thing. So, which is not just concepts; it does include uh, some actual work I've done for uh, some local junior clubs uh, here around me. So, and and one that uh, uh, you know is from from my hometown, but also my my cousin was the captain of actually, which was which was pretty cool. So, Ooh, very cool. Um, yeah. So, okay really quick uh adhd trip here because uh you know if, if you know anybody with adhd it's very much uh oh okay that leads to this leads to this leads to this leads to this and within like a minute you've gone completely off topic okay so this still so say somewhat within the topic here and sure. goes back to the start of the show a little bit okay so i noticed your hoodie Corey mm-hmm. schneider number 35 yep so in the in I'm I'm in this fantasy league and in the group chat whenever someone's about to announce a trade we have this gif of Gary Bettman going up to the podium uh, uh, at the draft in 2013 in New Jersey yep in New Jersey yeah and uh, so somebody like I I think yeah because I I had made a trade put that gif in there put the trade in and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then someone had asked like hey just fun trivia does anyone know uh, what this deal was that he was about to announce and yeah. right away and right away i put in because again i can remember stuff like this but i i wouldn't be able to remember what i did last semester for the life of me um <laughs> but uh so right away i was like that was the Corey schneider for the first that was bo horvat, bo horvat yeah. Canucks, uh who speaking of lou lamorello now has bo horvat who he had given up to get Corey schneider um, yeah. but also you have Bo Horvat who last year was being given up just prior to the all-star game as the all-star selected for the Vancouver Canucks. Right. Now you're going to have this year where Elias Lindholm, who is Calgary's selection is oh, now representing another. I didn't team. realize that. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> it happened again. So, like I said, we, we, we kept it in topic and brought it back to the start of the show. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll – yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, again, Leas uh, Lindholm is now a Vancouver Canuck. Uh, really good second-line center for Vancouver. They're really making a push. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what type of team they are come playoff time because I think at this point they're pretty much a shoe-in to get in unless they have a major collapse um, the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, another another impressive move. And we'll see what happens with that. But Nate, man, thank you so much for your time today. We really do appreciate it. We will definitely, definitely have you back on for another episode. But thank you again for your time today, man. We we appreciate it so much. Sounds good. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. And uh, I guess the next big jersey thing would probably be Fanatics and their designs if anything changes. So, Yeah, we'll see, man. But uh, again, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk to you as always.